What's up, everybody? My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports for Wednesday, October 18th. I've had I've had a hellish day. It's been a long day. It's been yeah, I feel like every time I start a show, I say it's been a really long day. I'm tired. Well, school right now is kicking my butt. Like this Mountain Dew, don't feel bad about it at all. Not guilty. Um, something happened yesterday. Well, first of all, so for some reason, it's the middle of the baseball playoffs, and I still haven't watched the playoff game. I watched about ten minutes of of like an Astros Yankees game, but. I just am not drawn into baseball at all. It's, it's really absurd to me. It's very weird. And I keep waiting for baseball to pull me in, and it's just not. Um, but what, what me and my friends watched yesterday was the Rockets beating the Warriors. The Rockets beat the Warriors 122 to 121. And I don't think anything of it. A lot of people, the rhetoric today is that, oh, the Warriors are in trouble, or wow, the Rockets are really good. The Rockets can compete. And it's like, guys, I, I just, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying into the Rockets, and I'm not worried at all for the Warriors. Do you guys remember the beginning of last season? So the opening game of last year's NBA season was the Spurs beating the Warriors by 30 points. So I'm not concerned at all when the Rockets lose by one, when the Rockets beat the Warriors by one point. It happens. It totally happens. Do you remember the so the Patriots earlier this year? We watched the Patriots go through the Super Bowl celebration, all this you know parading around. All kinds of, you know, distractions. You had Mark Wahlberg drunk giving some speech. The point of all this is that last night the Warriors had all kinds of distractions. They had their all, giving out their rings. Everyone in the whole organization um, was like giving a stand ovation, standing ovation. It was, there were distractions. So with all of that going on, and and the Warriors playing a bad game. So distractions. The Warriors just had a game. They were they were off. The Rockets barely beat the Warriors. You realize that's not much of an accomplishment. The Rockets beat the Warriors by one point when the Warriors had a bad game. For example, that's like, you know, if your grandma beats you in a foot race, when you have a broken leg, a cast on your leg, and she beats you by a step, would you suddenly expect her to beat you when your cast is off and you're fully healthy? No. She beat you when you had a handicap. She beat you on an off day, on a day you weren't at 100%. So look, relax. The Warriors are going to be a ton of fun this year. They, they really are. I, I, love, I love the Warriors, but the Warriors are still the king of the hill. Yes, the Rockets are really good. It's a fun matchup. I'm excited. But the Warriors cannot beat the Rockets. Sorry, the Warriors, the Rockets cannot beat the Warriors in a seven-game series. It's just not going to happen. And I, I argued with my friends. I said that it would be better if the Rockets had lost. If the Rockets had lost a close game psychologically, that would have been better for the Rockets long-term. Hear me out. So in 2007, the, the, the Patriots were undefeated. The New England Patriots went 16-0 and in the regular season. And in the last game of the regular season, week 17, the Giants played the Patriots. The Patriots lost, or sorry, the Patriots beat the Giants 38-35. to The Giants barely lost to the Patriots, who, who went on to have... A, they, they went 16-0, a record-breaking year. But later that year, in the Super Bowl, they rematched. And still hungry, knowing that they could compete, the Giants beat the Patriots. The Giants beat the Patriots in Super Bowl 42 Because they, they'd gotten a taste of it. They knew they could compete with the Patriots. The Giants knew if they could get back to the Super Bowl, if they could play the Patriots again, they had a chance and they could win. The Rockets would have been better off losing a close game now so they could win a game later. 
because the way it worked out now, you just kind of you annoyed and, and you kind of ticked off the Warriors. The Warriors take you very seriously. If you'd won a close, if you'd if you'd lost a close game, the Warriors might overwrite you now. Now that you beat them, that's a, a different place to be. So my argument is that I think it would have been better off for the Rockets if they had lost a close game last night. They'd have been a little bit hungrier and would have wanted more. Currently as it is, I think in a seven-game series, the Warriors will put this whole controversy to rest. The Rockets are not anything compared to the Warriors. The Warriors are unbelievable. They had a bad night, and they lost to the Rockets by one point. So just imagine when the, the Warriors have a good night. Because in a seven-game series... The Warriors are not going to have more than one bad night in a whole seven games. So it's going to be a five-game series against the Rockets. That's my opinion, and that's what I truly believe. <clears throat> Again, no baseball happened last night. We didn't watch any baseball. But what we also watched, me and my friends, was LeBron James. The Cavaliers and the Celtics played. And, and Kyrie Irving went back home to Cleveland. It was very, I was, it was fun to watch, really. Like, I, I enjoy... I enjoy watching LeBron. LeBron's my favorite basketball player in the world. and uh, Maybe Lonzo's up there too. But in my opinion, he's the best ever. And I just love watching LeBron. So the Cavs beat the Celtics 102-99. to And Kyrie Irving returned to Cleveland. And right off the bat, like immediately at the beginning of the game, the Cavs won the Eastern Conference Finals. And the reason I say that is because, sadly, uh, but truthfully, the Celtics all-star forward Gordon Hayward broke his ankle. It was, it was very unfortunate. And it was one of those, you know, it was gruesome and just nasty to watch. It was one of those injuries you just, you, say, you see it live and you're like, oh, I don't want to watch the replay. And you, you shield your eyes. I mean, Gordon Hayward's ankle was pointed in directions that you just, you don't want to see that. It reminded me a lot of, a couple years ago, there was a kid who got injured uh, playing for Louisville in the NCAA tournament. And it was just one of those gruesome injuries where you're like, oh, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to see that. Again, angle, ankles pointed just in area, in places and ways that you don't want to see that. So the Cavs won the NBA East last night with that injury. That sealed the deal. You know, I really thought the Cavaliers would win the, the East anyways. Um, but I'm convinced now the Cavaliers and the Warriors are going to rematch in the finals. That's, just, that's what's going to happen. And I know it was a close game. And I know that Kyrie Irving played well. And Marcus Smart really stepped up when they needed him. But here's the reality of the situation last night. The Cavaliers had 17 turnovers. Most of them in the second half. That is not going to happen again. You can't duplicate that. That's that's not a formula that beats the Cavaliers. That's the Cavaliers beating themselves. Undisciplined basketball. And, And the truth is, there's a bunch of new faces in Cleveland. The chemistry will improve this year. That's, games like that aren't going to happen every week. And probably not again for a long time. I really think the more the Cavaliers play together, uh, the better they're off they're going to be. It's kind of like when LeBron first went to the Heat, and we saw this adjustment period where it took them time to figure it out. I think it's going to go quicker this time, because LeBron has played with Dwayne Wade before. And LeBron has played with Kevin Love for years. You know, we're going to get Derrick Rose in the mix. It's interesting. But I had this moment last night. This moment of realization. You know how good the Cavaliers are. You know who's on their roster. You know that it's, you know, Derrick Rose, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Love. You know that they have that stacked roster. But until you see it, until you watch it on the court, it just, it like hit me. I, was like, I had this moment of realization. I was like, oh my goodness, this is terrifying. <laughs> 
and I was so excited when I saw Dwayne Wade and and LeBron high fiving. It was just it brought me back to the days of the Heat, which I was a huge fan of the Miami Heat with LeBron James. I was one of the few, um, and, and it was just really fun. But you know who really impressed me last night? The most impressive thing I saw in the Cavaliers Warriors Cavaliers Celtics game was Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, if he can consistently play like he played last night, man, we we're in for a treat this year. It's going to be a special year if that can happen. I'm not sure that he can. I don't. I don't have a lot of faith in Derrick Rose. I think he's he's an aging body, it's very similar to Adrian Peterson in the NFL. There's a lot of tread on those tires, a lot of injuries. Um, I don't know if he can hold up. I hope he does. I, but I'm I'm very much rooting for Derrick Rose. I think this is the first time in my life that I've looked at Derrick Rose and said I like this guy and I want him to succeed, which is really cool. It's it's it feels good to root for him for once. Um, now the surprise of the night, the most surprising thing of the Celtics Cavaliers game was after the game. There were so much. There were hugs. There were high fives. There were. I got to see them do their special handshakes that Kyrie Irving used to do with his old teammates on the Cavaliers. It was fun. It was like watching bros meet up and play a pickup game of basketball. It was very very exciting, and it was really cool to see that kind of sportsmanship at the end of the game. I want to shift our attention now to the NFL. Do you trust? Alex Smith. The Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, if you ask me. It's, it's the Chiefs, and the Eagles are really close. But the Chiefs are currently 5-1, and one, with the best roster in the NFL. Not even close. And all that credit needs to go to Alex Smith. Alex Smith has led them to a 5-1 and one record. He's done, he's done a phenomenal job. Um, and yet he had a, a, a rough game against the Steelers this last weekend. And I'm watching support dwindling for him. And I'll be honest, I'm very conflicted about Alex Smith. Which is not a good sign. When you have confliction, when you're not sure, uh, that, that's bad. That's, that's not very good. My favorite broadcaster, Colin Cowherd is the Michael Jordan of broadcasters. He's the best sports radio host, I think, ever to, to walk the face of the earth. I love him. I think he's fantastic. I think he's a genius. Um, Colin Cowherd does not believe in Alex Smith. Colin's argument is, I want to see more. I want more evidence that Alex Smith can make it happen. I want more evidence that he can play good late in the season. I've used the very same argument to talk about Boise State football. You know, years ago, Chris Peterson was the head coach of Boise State. They were a national power. I watched them beat Oklahoma. I watched them compete with teams that were in far better conferences. Teams that... On paper, they had no chance to compete with. But I always knew Boise State was going to show up to play. Because they had Mike Peter- they had Chris Peterson. Chris Peterson was a special coach. He elevated that program and took them to new heights. So when he left and went to... Kellen Moore left, and so did Chris Peterson. When he left and went to UW, my faith in Boise State went right into the toilet. I, I, know- I don't believe in Boise State. I want to see them beat... Strong, non-conference opponents. Prove it. They had a chance. They lost to Washington State this year. They, they did beat San Diego State, but again, that's another Mountain West team. I want more evidence. I've been saying this all year. I want more evidence that Boise State really is a legitimate football team. Now, with Alex Smith, I've taken the opposite approach. I've said I don't need evidence with Alex Smith. For some reason, I think I have faith in Alex Smith. Um... 
which is which is weird. Again, I always am very analytical and want proof and data and details and evidence. But with Alex Smith, I believe this. I believe we're seeing a different Alex Smith. An Alex Smith we've never seen play in the NFL before. You know, on a segment last week, I compared Alex Smith to myself. What I mean by that is, in high school, I had a very, very embarrassing, um, awful occurrence. I cheated on a girlfriend, and, and it was horrible. The whole school found out. Um, it was talk of the town. It, it was an awful, awful, embarrassing moment for me. It was really hard to deal with. N- not, not only me, but for her, like it was awful, obviously, but it was just embarrassing and shameful. And I'm never doing that again. But have you ever heard the saying, once a cheater, always a cheater? I hate, I hate that saying. Because I believe people can grow. People can change. People can become better people and, and evolve. That's my argument for Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith has evolved. I think he's changed. I think he's grown. I think it doesn't hurt that Patrick Mahomes, their rookie quarterback they just signed, is breathing down his neck. Very similar to the way Alex Smith played when Colin Kaepernick was his backup, he's being challenged and pushed. And I think it's really helping Alex Smith's development as a quarterback and just making him more aggressive. He's taking chances. He's playing different and better than we've ever seen before. So I have a strong belief. People can change. People can grow. People can become better people. But my argument is growing thin. You know, uh, Alex Smith has a weak arm. I had a weak arm in high school. I was a weak-armed quarterback. And every time I went from the west side of the state where I lived to eastern Washington, the state I grew up in, I lost. I never won a game in the snow in eastern Washington. That's because in cold weather, weak-armed quarterbacks struggle. Trust me, I'm a weak-armed quarterback. I, I know how that works. But I'm not going to bail on Alex Smith after one loss. Yes, that is an argument against Alex Smith. But I'm not going to bail on Alex Smith after one loss. I still believe in the guy. This last week against the Steelers, he made a lot of bad throws. And there were a lot of breakdowns in protection. He had, he had plays where he's getting sacked and getting tons of pressure. Overall, the Chiefs didn't show up to play. And what I chalked that up is Alex Smith had a bad game. That happens. There's no cause for panic. There's no reason to be concerned or worried and give up on the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs had a bad game. Tom Brady has bad games all the time. It happens. It's part of life. It's part of football. I'm not going to bail on Alex Smith after one loss. I'm hanging in there. I believe in Alex Smith. I think he's a different quarterback than we've ever seen him be before. He's grown. He's evolved. He's changed. And he's better. The Chiefs are 5-1. and one, And the reason for that is Alex Smith. Coming up, there's some news about, Alec, about Andrew Luck I want to talk about. Um, his status in the NFL has changed. It's very interesting to me. Then later, right after the Alex Smith story, we'll do NFL, NFL Buy or Sell. It's a segment I'm very excited for. I love NFL Buy or Sell. Uh, you guys seem to love it. I'm excited for it. And then later, at the end of the show, there's a, I have a fascinating theory about Kirk Cousins involving relationships. We'll get to it later. But right now, please subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes. And tell your friends about the show. I want to grow. I, I, I love the community we're building. The podcast is growing and the audience. It's really fun. It's, I'm having a ton of fun. And if you didn't know, Strong Opinion Sports is also on YouTube. You can watch. I, I film everything. I film my ugly mug talking about sports. Uh, I, I even dress up. I wear flannels. And usually, actually more than, if you watch it now, you'll see me in a flannel. I usually wear even better stuff than this. Um, but 
if, if you are curious, uh, the SoundCloud in, on SoundCloud, there are links to the YouTube channel as well as on iTunes. Or go to youtube.com forward slash Strong Opinion Sports. My name is Zach Schellmer. I'm going to take a short break. And I'll be right back. It was reported today that the Colts quarterback, Andrew Luck, has been having complications with his shoulder. What that means is he was finally starting to throw the ball a little bit and they were getting him out on the field. Um, and now he has inflammation in his shoulder. His shoulder is not healing. It's, he's still having issues. And so today they shut down Andrew Luck. They said, Andrew Luck, um, you're having issues. We're going to put you back on the pup, I think the pup list. Um, so Andrew Luck is, is out. And I think he's out for the season now. They've shut Andrew Luck down. Now I've said this before and I'll say it again. What car do you take hunting? What I mean by that is, if you're driving into the woods hunting and there's leaves on either side of the road, are you going to take your brand new sports car or your rusty pickup? Like, if you're driving down the road and there's go- you know branches are going to scratch your car, you're not going to take your brand new Porsche 911. Why? You don't want to ruin your car. There's no reason to. First of all, if you do actually shoot something when you go hunting, you have a ton of blood, you got to put an animal in your car, the Porsche is going to get ruined. You're going to ruin the inside of your car. You're going to scratch the paint. And not to mention, there's no one in the mountains you want to impress. You have nothing to gain by bringing your Porsche. It brings nothing to the table. It's, it's, a, it's a bad car for hunting. So bring your rusty pickup. Andrew Luck should not touch a football field this season. I think that's what's going to happen. But just, just in case, shut it down. If he's having shoulder issues, we're, we're six games into the season. End it. No more. The Colts are a sinking ship. The Colts are not able to win. And I don't think Andrew Luck would even make much of a difference. Yes, Andrew Luck carried the Colts to the NFC champ- to the AFC Championship. Andrew Luck is incredible. The things he has done with that very, very limited roster. But Andrew Luck isn't, isn't enough this year. And, and really, Andrew Luck is... I've said this before, he's a once-in-a-generation talent. When you get a guy that good, don't risk his career. Don't take a chance that might ruin his career. We've never seen a succession like Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. We saw, we've seen Joe Montana to Steve Young and Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, but that's basically it. You'll never, ever get a quarterback this good again back-to-back. Your next quarterback after Andrew Luck, I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen. Unless you get maybe Sam Darnold, which... We'll see. I don't think it's going to happen. So the Colts, again, they're a sinking ship. And changing the captain does not change the fact that the ship is still sinking. So replacing Jacoby Brissett with Andrew Luck isn't enough to help the Colts. I think the Colts need to accept they're a bad football team. They're not going to win a lot of games this year. Their season's over. Accept it. Move on. The benefit of the NFL, unlike most, you know, if your ship sinks, you're screwed, right? In the NFL, if you have a bad season, you get a reward of a good draft pick. That should be part of the equation. It's not a bad thing to say, we're going we're gonna to take the year off. We have Jacoby Brissett, the, backup, the former backup quarterback from the Patriots. He's playing well enough. He keeps it interesting. He keeps our fans engaged in our team. We're not going to win a ton of games. But embrace the sinking ship. Don't risk your quarterback. Andrew Luck, again, you're not ever going to get another Andrew Luck. Do not take a chance with his career. It's remarkable. Just like you you wouldn't take your sports car hunting. You wouldn't take a chance at ruining your Porsche 911. That's what Andrew Luck is. Andrew Luck is like a Ferrari. He's incredible. Do Do not take a chance with Andrew Luck. Sit him out this year. 
Let him heal. Let him get better. And use the good draft pick you're going to get from sucking to help your football team next year. Andrew Luck should not touch a football field at all this season. I don't know if you guys saw, there's a there's an incredible story out of Philadelphia. Uh, Chris Long is a, a defensive lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and he has decided to donate all 16 of his NFL game checks this season uh, to support education equality. I, I think that's, real, that's pretty much unheard of. It's unbelievable. Taking a year of your salary and saying, I'm just going to donate all of it. Especially making that much money. An NFL player. It's remarkable. And he's putting his money where his mouth is, and I think that's really cool. A lot of people are... I'm seeing on Twitter and I'm getting all kinds of messages. What do you think? Is it a good comparison to Colin Kaepernick? I don't want to go there. I just want to appreciate Chris Long for what he is. Chris Long, you're a saint. Uh, It's it's remarkable. It's unbelievable. And it's so cool that you're doing that. And I just want to appreciate Chris Long today. Okay. Are we ready? I think we're ready. I'm very excited for this. This is my favorite segment of this entire show. It's called NFL Buy or Sell. I love stocks. I'm a nerd about stocks. And all my friends and I talk about, you know, buy this stock, sell this stock, and why. So I'm doing, I do that with NFL teams. This is NFL Buy or Sell. Okay. Uh, I just want to say I'm going to buy the Eagles. The Eagles are fantastic. Um, you know, I, was, it was, I thought it was very curious when Chris Long left the Patriots to join the Eagles. I was like, why would you leave New England? Well, I think it's because the Eagles have a legitimate chance at winning a Super Bowl. The Eagles are building something incredible there. I think the best team in the NFC... They're the second best team in the NFL. Eagles, I am buying a ton of their stock. They are fantastic. I'm selling the Packers. The Packers, selling the Packers is an easy one. I've I've said for all season, the Packers would not win five games without Aaron Rodgers. They're barely built to win games with Aaron Rodgers. So without him, their season is over. I'm selling the Packers. I'm buying the Patriots, which is ironic. I almost sold the Patriots. I was very close. Um, But then Mark and I had a conversation and Mark convinced me that The Patriots are like a reliable stock. The Patriots have a solid foundation, which means that, you know, like Microsoft is a solid stock. Where even if Microsoft is down a little bit, you still want to own Microsoft. That's a reliable, good stock. The Patriots have a solid foundation. Robert Kraft, their owner. Bill Belichick, a fantastic coach. And Tom Brady at quarterback. Not to mention Jimmy Garoppolo behind him. The Patriots are a solid foundation. I would bet on them. They they are a, I'm buying their stock. They're fantastic. I'm selling the Colts. It's another easy one. Their quarterback is out for the season. They shut down Luck. They're a sinking ship. Sell it. Get rid of them. Embrace the draft pick, everybody. They're going to get like a top three pick. That's phenomenal for the Indianapolis Colts. But I'm I'm selling a ton of their stock. I do not believe in the Colts. I'm buying the Chiefs. I'm buying a ton of the Chiefs. They're the best team in the NFL. Even though they lost, Alex Smith had a bad game. It happens. The Chiefs are phenomenal. They're the best roster in the NFL. I'm buying the Chiefs. Now, even though the Steelers beat the Chiefs, I'm selling the Steelers. I, I simply do not believe in the Steelers. They're undisciplined. They're a mess. They have an old quarterback, a bad coach. I do not believe in the Steelers. I'm buying the Broncos, which is weird because they just lost to the Giants. Uh, so, and even though they're rough at quarterback, I believe that the Broncos have a special group on defense. The Broncos are fantastic on defense. I think they're a wild card team. They, they are going to win the wild card spot in the AFC. And I think they're going to beat out the Raiders for the, the last wild card spot in the AFC. I'm selling the Raiders. And, and I hate to do this. I love, I love Derek Carr. I love what he's doing. Um, but he's got a hurt back. He does not look comfortable in the pocket. He just looks pained and injured and not throwing very well. It's a valiant effort. I respect what he's doing. But he's not enough. I'm selling the Raiders. They have a bad defense. And they're not good enough. I'm buying the Texans. 
The Texans will win their division. The Texans will win the AFC South. I love what they're doing. Deshaun Watson and their coach, fantastic. A great, it's like a match made in heaven. And the Texans are the second best roster in the NFL. Now, last but not least, I am selling the Falcons. You know, everyone's so high on the Falcons, and I am just not, I, I do not believe in the Falcons. I'm not as high on them as everybody else. Matt Ryan had an outlier year last year, and he's coming back down to earth. You know, Cam Newton once won the MVP. What does that tell you? Matt Ryan's probably overrated. They lost to the Dolphins last week. I am not a believer in the Atlanta Falcons. That has been NFL by ourselves. Coming up next, I'm going to take a short break. Um, I have an interesting take on Kirk Cousins. A rebuttal. I've had an opinion on Kirk Cousins all year, and, and I... I'm using relationships, and I'm trying to challenge my own opinions. So please, subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes. Tell your friends about the show. I want to grow. We're, we're growing um, slowly, but I want to grow quicker. I think if everyone listening to the show told one, one person they knew, every episode, we would exponentially grow. Uh, my name is Zach Schalmer. This is Strong Opinion Sports. I'll be right back. I watched a ton of basketball yesterday, and, and I feel really weird about it because I know it's the Major League Baseball playoffs, but... I just keep waiting for baseball to grab my attention, and it's, it's not. And, and it's not my job to make baseball interesting to me. It's baseball's job to grab my attention. And, and it's very weird to me that even with the Dodgers and New York in the playoffs, the baseball still can't draw me in. I think that's really telling. Because I'm, I'm not a baseball hater. I like baseball. I watched it growing up. Um, and, and I look at baseball as entertainment, and I even look forward to the playoffs usually. But it's just not drawn me in this year. And I wonder how bad the numbers are for baseball because, man, I watched the opening of the NBA fi- opening of the NBA season, the NBA regular season that nobody cares about. I watched instead of some of the more meaningful baseball games of the entire season. So I'm I'm worried for baseball. Movie trailers exist to grab my attention. A movie trailer is supposed to pull me in, and that's that's what baseball's not doing. Baseball just is not grabbing my attention. I cannot believe I'm just I'm shocked actually. That playoff baseball has not been interesting to me. It's just it's weird. It feels weird to me. I don't like it. Um, but it's I don't actually. I'm fine with it. I don't care. I, I and that's what's even more. I'm indifferent to baseball. I don't have my my favorite team, the Mariners, isn't in it, and I just have no interest in watching. And I I wonder how the nation is reflecting my take because I just I'm not interested. It's not drawn me in. I want to talk about Kirk Cousins. You know, I in life I have a. I think it's very important to challenge your opinions and that helps you strengthen your beliefs. So for example, with politics, I always listen to both sides before I grab an opinion. I have friends both on the right and the left and I like to listen and, and just kind of take it all in and then make an opinion for myself. So I think it's very important to challenge your views. Uh, when I have an opinion, I, I look at it from both sides and I try to make rebuttals to my opinions. And I had a really good one today that I almost ran with and, and then I, We'll get into it, but all year I've said that my opinion on Kirk Cousins is that Kirk Cousins is a franchise quarterback. I think he deserves big money. I think Kirk Cousins needs a big contract. He is a franchise quarterback. So for the sake of challenging my beliefs, I was writing today, and I, I wrote about Kirk Cousins, and I, I came up with a rebuttal, a, a reason why Kirk Cousins maybe doesn't deserve a big-time contract. So I want to talk about that. An argument could be made that Kirk Cousins is not good enough to deserve franchise quarterback money. You know, I've been thinking a ton about relationships, and I came across this um, relationship with Kirk Cousins and relationships. What do you call that, a, a comparison, a metaphor? Relationships offer almost 
universally perfect metaphors for sports. It's, it's uncanny. I always use relationships to talk, when I talk about sports. I think it's very easy to relate relationships to the basketball court or to the football field or to the baseball diamond. And it, with relationships, I have two very strong beliefs. You can't force a relationship. One, can't force a relationship. And you should never settle. Never, ever settle for something that isn't enough for you. It isn't going to make you happy or you think you can get better. I settled once on a girl. Um, she was vanilla, and, and I, I, I regret that. I learned a lot from doing that. What you want to say when you get a person is, I want to be with this person, not, oh, I guess I'll be with this person. You never want to be in a relationship with someone that you're like, you're wishy-washy about. You're like, oh, yeah, fine, sure, they're great. Kirk Cousins is a very middle-of-the-road quarterback. You know, Kirk Cousins is never going to be Tom Brady. I want a girl that I admire and look up to. And, and Kirk Cousins, a, a potential coach working with Kirk Cousins, looks at Kirk Cousins and says, you know, he's good. He, he's, he's really good. But he's not the great that we're looking for. Kirk is fine. But you don't want to marry someone who's fine. You want someone you want to be with. So that is, I think, a strong enough argument to say that Kirk Cousins maybe doesn't deserve a big-time contract. When you say Kirk Cousins is fine, why should I pay him big money? I want to invest my, a lot of money into another quarterback that I believe in a little bit more, who has the potential to be a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or a top-tier NFL quarterback. And if you are a coach feeling like Kirk Cousins doesn't have that potential, why waste the big money on him? I, I get that. That makes sense. But let me pull the rug out from under you. Here's why that argument doesn't work. Here is why Kirk Cousins, even with that argument that he may never be a top quarterback, still deserves big-time money. You know, when, you, when people break up with someone, you hear this saying all the time, oh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. There's girls for everybody. There's a, there's a, a, a guy or a girl, lesbian, straight, whatever you are, there is a partner for you out there somewhere. That, that's kind of the common belief. That's what everyone says. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Well, in the NFL, there's, that's not the case. There are maybe 20 guys in the entire world on this planet who can be franchise NFL quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins is one of those guys. Regardless if he can be a Hall of Famer, regardless if his potential is Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or he can be the best. Because there's limited spots, if you find one, you put a ring on it. Kirk Cousins deserves a long-term deal. That's the, the truth. Without Kirk Cousins, what are the Redskins? They're nothing. And what's their next quarterback? The guy from Oklahoma State? Eh, I don't care. Kirk Cousins deserves a long-term big money contract. You know, I, I tried to challenge my opinion today, and it's funny that I came to the, exactly the same result. Kirk Cousins deserves big-term money. I want to talk about one last thing. Tomorrow night, the Kansas City Chiefs play the Oakland Raiders. And... You know, I, I bought the Chiefs this week. I think it's pretty obvious who I think is going to win. I think the Chiefs are going to bounce back. The Chiefs are going, they're not going to lose two games in a row. The Chiefs are the best team in the NFL right now. And the Chiefs are a very tough matchup for the Raiders. Here's why. The Raiders have a terrible secondary. And the Chiefs have athletes all over the place. This is a perfect scenario for Alex Smith coming off of a bad game. He gets a short week which means their defense 
the Raiders defense does not have a lot of time to prepare for the Chiefs. I think short weeks always benefit. I'm, I'm in the minority on this. Most people think that a short week benefits the defense. I don't think so. I think an Andy Reid offense has the advantage against a defense because the defense has less time to game plan and prepare for them. It goes both ways, but I think the offense is more likely to throw them off. The Raiders have a terrible secondary, which means Alex Smith could have a field day. This is the perfect team for Alex Smith to bounce back against. So I think it's going to be a fun, competitive game. But ultimately, um, I really, really believe that the Chiefs are going to win tomorrow. They're going to bounce back. They're going to take care of business against the Raiders. And, and I'm worried for Derek Carr's health. I hope he doesn't get hurt again because the guy does not look 100% on the football field. My name is Zach Schaumler. This has been Strong Opinion Sports. Um, I'm sorry for such a late upload. I feel really bad. It was just, it's one of those days where like everything was going on at once and I I just, I couldn't get here until it's now 9.09. Everyone in my hall probably hates me because I'm recording so late at night. Um, But thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends about the show. Subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes and have a great day, everybody.